You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. Hi, we're jumping in before this episode. Firstly, to say thanks to Terry for joining us to talk about his podcasts. We also want you to think about how this podcast can help you with either your theory or practical tests. So let's get on with the episode. In this episode, we're excited to be joined by our first ever guest, Terry Cook, host of Driving Test Tales and 5-Minute Theory. Terry, thanks for giving up your time. So if we can start by going over to you to introduce yourself and your podcasts. Yeah, first of all, I'm the first ever guest. I mean, that's a, a bit of an honour. I'm happy yeah. to take that badge of honour. I'm Terry Cook. I'm a driving instructor. I You mentioned the podcast there that I cover. So the Five Minute Theory podcast is, well, does what it says on the tin. It's five minutes of theory every week aimed to help people uh, how can I put this politely? Not just memorize a series of questions, but actually learn and understand them. And the driving test tales is a bit more in depth where I speak to people that have passed the driving test, some of which have been my students and some of which are guests, just people that I've come across. And we talk about their experience learning to drive, their experience on test. We get some advice and we talk about how passing the test actually benefited them as well. Yeah, now I've got a confession to make. I haven't told anyone this. I love them. <laughs> it was like you know you have to do in the interviews you do a bit of research and i've dipped in and out of them before i have to say your driving test tales i would recommend to anybody not just people that learn drive they're brilliant where did you get the idea for that one i have a lot of ideas and i have to almost employ people to filter through them because they're not all good ideas but yeah, I, I tend to just brainstorm and have all kinds of ideas. And that was one of them. I just, I wanted to talk to people about the driving test. And I think the initial idea behind it was to help learners. Learners hear stories all the time. They hear it from their friends. They hear it from instructors that maybe don't always have the best of intentions or try to formulate a certain thought process. They hear it from their parents who passed the test 40 years ago. But they're not actually always hearing the truth. They're hearing one instance of one test. And I thought, how can I bring that right? Well, let's get a collective of people that have passed their test. and I can be a filter. So rather than just the mate saying this, I can actually go and listen to someone talking about it that's actually been being filtered a little bit, where there's the odd thing that's maybe said that's not, not <laughs> perfect that I can then clarify. But it, but it has actually taken a bit of a turn uh, in the more people started listening to it than, than learners, as, as you said, mm. and sort of just find interesting listening to people's stories from it. So, yeah, it's kind of got a, a twofold audience there, and I've, I've kind of got a bit of a challenge going forward as to which way I take it. Do I keep it a bit more educational, or do I make it a little bit more fun and lighthearted? And that's going to be a difficult one to balance as I go forward, I think. Yeah, I can see that because I loved it as well. So I've listened to three episodes of that and it's I've subscribed today and I'll be catching up with the rest of them because I could see where it would be useful for learners to listen in because it just felt really relatable. It felt really 
reassuring and calm and people talking about their experiences, but also hopeful and inspirational. And that it just normalizes the whole test experience. And so, yeah, I can see where you, you might be thinking, do I make it fun or do I stick with education? But I think both came across in the episodes I listened to. I, I, I think both aspects of that came across really well. Well, that's good. I'm pleased because it, it, it was never meant to be like strictly formal. And I think that's, he's finding a balance there. And I wanted to get a, a mixture of people on, people that have passed first time, people that maybe took two or three attempts. In that, the, the first season I did, I had someone that came to me that she'd gone 10 years between driving tests. She'd learned with someone else, failed, I think, three tests, and then came to me. And I'm not saying this is because of me, but she came to me and then passed on the next attempt. And there was a 10-year gap between that. Wow. So I'm trying to get a real big mixture of people in so that anyone can go and listen to it. And even if they're not finding it, uh, uh, listening for the entertainment side, they're listening and can, you know, they're not panicking, thinking, oh, God, I have to pass first time. Because I always find, as a driver, I'm sure you'll agree with this, that if you're not panicking about passing first time, you tend to be more likely to pass first time because there's less pressure on you. And I think that's what one of the things that I try and get across a lot. And it, it does amuse me sometimes, the things, when I listen back to them, the things I get excited by. You know, there was, I think it was Gurjit Lali that was on an episode and she said, a, a tip for everyone, she said, I want you to keep learning your theory, even when you've passed it. And my reaction, I'm like, yes, brilliant. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, calm down, Terry. Don't get excited <laughs> over that. I mean, I personally loved your, one of the recent ones you did with Sarah Hall. Yeah. I thought, what a lady, first of all. You know, that was really interesting, just listening to her and her driving experience. And, for someone to be able to pass a test after being in the crash and how she managed it as well, you know, the way she conducted herself and what she knew how to do it. And her dad was a, a driving instructor or trainer as well. I just loved that. I thought there was just so much to take away from that, just that one little bit of the podcast. Yeah, she was the first person on that show that I hadn't spoken to before. So all the others oh, wow. are people that I'd even known or there were people that I'd taught. Uh, and she was the first person I hadn't spoken to before. And it was, I think it was her first, oh no, she'd done one podcast previously a few years ago about something completely different. And I just thought she absolutely nailed it. And and I think everyone's been brilliant because I've got people at 19, 20 coming on and doing recordings and they've never done podcasts before. And it's just that they all take it in their stride. I've, yeah. I've been really impressed with everyone. But yeah, Sarah was awesome. And we've kept in touch since, swapping a few messages and whatnot. She's going to appear in one of my other podcasts at, at, at some point. And and yeah, she's actually training to be a driving instructor as well. So uh, I think she's got a part of Freak coming up before long. So fingers crossed. Hers was one that I listened to today. Her story got me thinking a little bit about my tests as well. So I could really see that if I was thinking about my test, which was a really long time ago, then I'm sure that would get lots of people thinking about their test and being relatable to them. And one thing came out in that, and I wrote it down. One of the first things I wrote down really was motivation and i'd just like to explore that a little bit with you i mean what is your motivation to keep going because you have various different podcasts i know so the question is what's your motivation to keep going with um it's actually quite a somber one i'll, I'll be honest with you it's quite a somber one in um my wife last year was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and uh, not last year she was a few years ago diagnosed with multiple sclerosis but it took a bit of a turn for the worse last year and she's had to stop work and, and, and so on and so forth. So 
part of what I'm doing now is trying to find other ways to generate income. Um, And part of that is just through driving lessons. And part of it is if I do these podcasts, it brings a bit more attention to me. So I've got more people in my area that are seeing me through that and, and coming to me from that. So obviously the podcasts are free. They don't cost anyone to listen to, but it's almost like free advertising for me. So there's that's an element of the motivation. That was part of it. Part of it is just that I really enjoy doing it. It's so much fun. I adore every aspect of podcasting. I was talking to someone the other day and and they even that the editing of the show, they made a flippant comment about the editing being easy. And I'm like, it's easy if you don't do it properly. If you do it properly, it's difficult. <laughs> but so yeah, there's a real passion for podcasting and wanting to get better and develop and produce better quality shows. There's also the motivation of just wanting to help people. It's like I said at the beginning, there's that many learners that'll that'll say, Oh, my dad said this, my granddad said this, you know, why did you do that on your test? Oh, my dad gave me this piece of advice this morning. Like <laughs> a little signal left to go ahead approaching a roundabout. That's not good advice. Yeah, what and, have I been telling you for weeks? Yeah. Very, yeah. And it's and I want to get that out to as many people as I can. I don't want people failing the driving test because of bad advice. And I think that if they can listen to this, and even if they don't necessarily learn any from the, from the podcast, other than I'm going to check this with my instructor first. Yeah. And I think that's, that's brilliant in itself. And there's a lot of motivation there from a lot of different sources. Mm. I just love that that particular podcast is all about storytelling. It's the storytelling that, helps people take on board information is storytelling that we relate to and they might listen to another episode and think yes and be nodding their head all the way through a particular episode because of the story they connect with the story well i am going to make a suggestion to all your listeners and possibly yourselves as well and that if you haven't checked out go and check out the episode that i did by myself which was <laughs> entitled the most embarrassing moment of my life um, and you will hear the story of the time i got in the wrong car on my driving test and like i said to my learners if you get in the correct car on your driving test you are already doing better than i did yeah <laughs> That was so funny. But I can actually see that happening because we both have people going for tests and we see them change and their behaviours change. And it's just, it's like, this is not the same person. They've just changed because it's a test. And and you mentioned the mental side of the actual driving test as well, which was uh, quite interesting, how you changed from your first instructor to your second instructor. Yeah, it was something that I've taken in board into to myself as an instructor now because it was chalk and cheese. The the first guy, I, it, it just wasn't very good. Hopefully he's not listening, possibly hopefully he is listening, but it just wasn't very good. There was no engagement there. We'll spend the entire lesson chatting about rugby. I'm thinking I'm learning because I'm driving around. And I don't know if I said this in this, this show or not, but I switched instructors afterwards and I got this other guy, and he kind of asked me straight away, what are your concerns? I'm like, stalling. I don't like stalling. I don't want to stall. And when we've started, he's got me to just take both my feet off the pedals and let the car roll at five miles an hour. And I can remember panicking, thinking it's going to stall. And we're going uphill. And he's like, trust me, it won't. And it didn't. I'm like, why have I never been shown this? Why, is that, why am I learning this now after I've spent all this money 
with this other guy. And yes, I don't mean to be critical of all the instructors because it is easy to overlook stuff sometimes. But this was something that I'd been panicking about, stressed about, and, and messing up for for ages. And the other guy just kind of almost took me under his wing and tried to help me rather than just plod along doing the same thing he'd been doing for a decade. That's one of the other things I stress a lot on this show, and it's something that a lot of my guests talk about. You don't have to settle for your first driving instructor. Yeah, I was just going to say that, that I picked that up from some of the episodes. Yeah. As we're recording this, I had a new start today, and one of the first things I said to was, if you're not happy at the end of this lesson, tell me. I won't take offence, just tell me, and I will help you find another instructor, one that's more suitable for you. I won't take offence to that. I don't want you spending hours and hours and hours of your time with someone that you don't like yeah. or someone you don't get on with. Find someone that's right for you. Now, thankfully, she wants to come back for more lessons. And you can't possibly click with everyone, and particularly someone that you're learning a life skill from that is teaching you a skill that you're going to have for life, but also that it's going to keep you safe and the people that you love safe as well. Mm-hmm. Which is the most important thing, is it? And it's having that learning environment. I find that's coming across in the podcast that I've listened to. You're very honest. And there's a, that passion there to be who you are and to get across these points as well, but in a nice way. Yeah. I'm a, a big believer in honesty and openness. I think there's some things that there's a time and a place to keep things to yourself, obviously, but... I think in a car, I'm not going to lie to anyone. People are coming to me and paying me money to help them learn to drive. And I don't want to mess anyone about. And and you shouldn't be messed about as a learner. And it might be you get 10 hours in with your instructor and you realize, you know what, I really don't like this person. Or it might be they're not teaching me the right stuff or whatever. Well, find someone else find someone that is honest with you find someone that's open with you. you you know you're potentially spending 40 50 60 hours in the car with someone you might as well get on with them yeah yeah that's, definitely it's it's one of the things that's so easy to do but so hard to do for some people as well yeah wholeheartedly agree the reason i said you're my instructor is because you don't realize you can change your instructor you know I, I think back to my first ever driving lesson it was an hour long and the first 55 minutes I spent covering the cockpit drill and controls. We started the car moving. Whilst the car moving, there were some kids on bikes that came cycling around the car, banging on the windows. And they just like, carry on, it's fine. The car's dawdling along and it says, right, now we're going to drive us home. And I can remember saying, I don't want to. I'm not comfortable doing this. Now, keep in mind at this time, I'm like a 19-year-old fully fledged man that goes to the gym, you know, I, he can't tell me what to do, but he is in that position of power. Yeah. I don't know how to stop a car. And yeah. he's kind of got me to drive home. We've gone through some traffic lights, around some parked cars, done some junctions, pulled up in, well, probably not in the bay, but pulled up where there was a bay. And I hated it. I hated the drive home. And from that point forward, I didn't like my driving lessons, but, it didn't click to me that I could change my instructor. I just assumed this is what all instructors are like. Now, I'm not particularly trying to say that he was wrong, but he was the wrong instructor for me. Yeah. And I think that's one of the messages I try and get across on this. You can change your instructor. Not all instructors are the same. And the way you teach, Kev, is going to be different to the way I teach. Yeah. We're, we're human beings, and, and that's just it. And 
someone might love you and love me or the other way around. You know, I'm not going to say which one will have a higher percentage, but... <laughs> Following on, I've got a lovely question for you. So how do you deal now with clients who suffer from stress, anxieties and nerves? Now from your previous experiences, how do you as a driving instructor deal with that? Everyone's different. And that's where I start. Everyone's different. There isn't a one size fits all. Uh, as much as you will come across people on social media that are adamant that this way will fix every single thing in the world, it's mm. largely not true. There may be one way that works more commonly, but everyone's different. And there are some people that will get in the car and they will find dealing with the stress and anxiety easier just by getting stuck in. And there are some people that will get in the car. In fact, I'm going to give an example, and I use this a lot to my students, actually, because there was a young lady named Rose. Uh, I'm giving her a shout because she listens to all my stuff. She got in the car at the start of a two-hour lesson. This was her first ever lesson, and she said, I don't want to drive today. I just want to talk to you. I want to feel comfortable around you, and I want to discuss going forward. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's not drive today. That's fine. So for an hour, we were sat with me in the driver's seat and her in the passenger seat. And I'm saying, tell you what, let's swap around. You can get in this side, you can just have a feel for what it feels like in the driver. Yeah, no problem. So swap round. Tell you what, while you're in there, we might as well set the seat up for you and, and look at like how you personalize the car for you. So, okay, cool. So she does that. While you're in here, we might as well look at the starting engine. Okay, so I'm going through all this. I said, tell you what, we've got a bit of time. Shall we just see if we can find your buying point? So she play with buying point. Shall we move it forward? We'll just move from a slant lamppost. She's like, yeah, let's do it. We move from there to lamppost. I've never had anyone happy on a driving lesson in my life. She was ecstatic that she'd gone from not wanting to drive to just moving about six foot. Yeah. And, and that was the perfect lesson for her. Yeah. And it's literally treating people like individuals. And I'll throw one more example out there. Um, a student recently, I, I won't name this one, but a student recently, uh, she finished, uh, I think it was lesson number six. And I asked her for her thoughts on the lesson and she said she loved it. And I asked why. And the response was, because I didn't cry today. She'd cried on every previous lesson. Now that was actually nothing to do with the driving. It was because of the stuff that was going on at home. Yeah. And when something went wrong, I eat a stall or missing a mirror. When something went wrong, that then brought up all this other feeling. And it's how to deal with that. So she was a very different person to the person that got in and said, I don't want to drive today. Yeah. And so there isn't a one size fits all. You're treating people as individuals first and foremost and respecting the fact that they're human beings. And if you can do that, you're halfway there. Yeah, absolutely. We say all the time there is, yeah, there's no magic wand, exactly what you said. There is no one size fits all. And stress, nerves, anxiety, confidence issues, they all come from different places to different people. So how could there be one size fits all? So it really is about, yeah, just taking each person's circumstances into account and people being kind on themselves as well. If they're going through a lot of stuff in their life, then being kind to themselves when it comes to learning something new, which is another stress on top. If I could offer like a piece of advice to anyone listening to, if you're a learner driver listening to this, never be afraid to tell your instructor what you want or what they can do to help you. So as I've said with that student, they got in straight away. I don't want to drive today. Okay, cool. If we hadn't have driven to that lesson, it wouldn't have been a problem. 
there would have been no issue there. She told me what she wanted. It was only because we got comfortable together. And again, think about what I said to her. Shall we do this? Do you want to do this? I didn't force her to do anything. Compare that to the lesson I had with my instructor, who when I told him I don't want to go because there's people banging on the windows, I don't want to drive home. And I hated lessons after that. So as a learner, don't be afraid to say to your instructor or your parents or whoever supervising you, this is what you can do to help me. And as an instructor or someone that's supervising, don't be afraid to ask, how can I help? You've told me stress. You've told me you're suffering with anxiety. Well, you've gone 17 plus years finding ways to cope with that. What ways have you found to cope with that I can help you with? Yeah. And that's such a powerful thing to say. And again, you know, I go back to this. One of the phrases I use is just keep it simple. Whether I'm training ADIs, PDIs, or learners i just say just keep things simple and it just tell me what you want i will adapt what i do to suit you because i want you to get the best from this lesson and best use of your time and i think if people understand that because it's, i think they've been brought up in schools and this is me going on one now but if when people are in schools they have to fit into the system we're almost in a privileged situation where it's one-to-one where we can be that let me just solely focus on you, and this is your time. What is the best use of this time? Whether it is sitting still having a chat or just moving the car six foot, it doesn't matter. That is what they want. Make them feel better. Yeah, much better to have a learner and a student that actually uh, learn how to work together and, and then can develop than that are just putting heads all the time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. So before moving away from driving test tales, do you have a favourite story from one of those episodes? Is there another one that you're like, if you're going to listen to one other, listen to that one? I don't know if there's a favourite story, but there was one with a student called Rhiannon Marshall. Now, she was one of mine. And I think, I'm just looking at the titles now, I think that was called Four Instructors, Two Tests and One Fear Conquered, because that was just, I adored those lessons. Those lessons were so much fun. And reflecting back on them a couple of years later on that episode was so much fun as well because there were some things she said on that show that I'd forgotten yeah. that she reminded me of. And, and I can remember we had this deal because with her, she was a brilliant driver. Right from day one, she'd, had, she'd been through three instructors previous to me and she was brilliant. But she just had this mental block. She was scared of driving. And we kind of come up with this deal where she'd just drive and I'd let her drive, but when those demons are creeping in, she'd just say, help me, Terry. And it could be at any point. And she'll just be doing brilliant and randomly go, help me. And I'd just jump in and I'd verbalize it. And for two minutes, I'd verbalize it. We'd pull up. We probably won't even talk about it. We'd set off again and she'd be right as rain. And I think it was that because as those lessons went on, that help me, Terry, just became less and less and less. Oh, brilliant. And... You know, I think we had a lesson where she didn't say it once and she just, at the end of it, she went, I think I'm ready for my test now. So and that was one of my favourite scenarios ever. And then for that to, to come back in the episode w- was lovely. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So that's one for all of us to listen to. And uh, that sounds like that's going to be a real feel-good episode. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting that because it's all about they, you know, they've passed and they've moved on again. I just love them. I just love the honesty and you know the way that it comes across it's it's not a, like you've got to do this or you've got to do that it's just getting people talking and knowing about what their experiences are 
I'd I love it. I thought it was brilliant. Appreciate that. We should mention the five minute theory because it's a genius idea. It's actually going to be really useful for loads of people. So tell us a bit about that. This one was the possibly the scariest thing I've ever done because this was the first podcast I did. And I stewed over this for roughly 15 years. Not that episode, stewed over doing a podcast for roughly 15 years. And then when I settled on doing one for the theory, it took me quite a long time to actually pluck up the confidence to do it in itself. Just a case of putting myself out there publicly. So this is probably my proudest one as well. But it is all about learning and understanding the theory rather than ticking a load of boxes. And the big thing I try and get across as well, a lot of driving instructors are critical of the apps. I'm not going to name them all, but you can go and download the different theory test training apps. And a lot of instructors are critical of those. And in some ways, rightly so, but there is a place for them. There is a place for them. But my big thing is when you're at school, you don't take your GCSEs and then learn the subject. You learn the subject and then take your GCSEs. And the problem with the apps is that people take the test straight away. So whether it's mock tests or just a 10-question test teaser or whatever they're called, and don't learn the subject. They just try and memorize answers. Whereas if you actually take time to learn it and understand it, not only does it make the theory test easier, but it helps you learn to drive as well. You actually understand what the things on the road mean and why things are happening. It makes it a hell of a lot easier. So that's where that came from. And yeah, it is what it says on the tin. It's five minutes of theory goodness. And there are episodes where I dive into a specific question where maybe one of my learners asked me or someone's you know messaged the show and said, I'm struggling with this one. There are episodes where I'll dive into a topic. There are episodes where I might give like my top five tips on something. There's even been an episode recently where I, I did an episode on how to use the apps. The theory is that apps that people use, how to get the best use of those rather than just going through them on over and over again. And I did get some good feedback on driving test tales, including some from feedback from yourselves. Now it's great. But the five minute theory, the feedback I've got on that is, is genuinely heartwarming. There are people that I've never met that have messaged me saying they were ready to give up driving, that have, but they've now passed the theory. There are reviews that I've got on it. I've got people that have been driving for years that have messaged me and said, I'm listening to this because it's helping me refresh now. Yeah. And I just it's just such an amazing, heartwarming feedback for that. I think for me, what I've got from the five-minute theory and the feedback I get from my students is the theory side of things is really boring. Because all you're doing is you're reading the question and answer. You read a question and all of a sudden you're falling asleep. The concentration goes. What I loved about this was it is what it says on the tin. It's five minutes. And it's it's not doing 20 minutes of reading questions. It's literally bite-sized, little chunks. You get the knowledge. Yeah. Loved it. Simple and brilliant. Yeah. And the way that you're explaining, so I listened to club when you took a question, and it's, well, it's not going to be this answer because, and yeah, in some circumstances, it might be this answer, but only in that set of circumstances. So the reason it's this one is this. And like you say, instead of just learning it by rote, it's not times tables. I think sometimes with the theory, we don't really do it enough on lessons because some students are sort of like saying, that app's there. I go away and practice my theory on my own. I'd learn to drive in the lessons. And that's it. It's yeah. two separate things. Do you feel that they should be joined? 
I feel like there should be the option for them to be joined. And this is just me being honest, and I appreciate there will be people who disagree with this, but I give all my students the option. If you want my help, I will happily give you whatever help you want. Again, I go back to the first lesson with the young girl I had today. Um, you can message me anytime you want. If you message me at 3 a.m., I have no problem with that. I will not reply. I will reply at 6 a.m. when you get up. But if that happens to be when you're doing it because of your shift pattern or whatever, fine. Text me that. What I'll do is I'll go and do a five-minute theory podcast on it. Or I'll do a video for my Facebook group for my learners and put it up in there so you can go and see it. So it's not just for you, it's for, for everyone. But also I'll give them the option of, well, do you want to spend some time in the car doing it? Some of them will want to spend 10 or 15 minutes at the start of a lesson. Other ones will just pick my brain throughout the lesson. And there are people, like you've said, that just don't want any help at all. And that's completely fine. I'm not going to force it upon them. I will gently encourage it sometimes. What does that sign mean? What is a dual carriageway? Yeah. <laughs> and and then we can have a conversation about it. And they won't always realize we're actually then covering the theory. But we are. But I think that the key thing that you said there, and again, you know, there, there will possibly be driving shoppers that listen to this, we'll shoot both of us down for this. It <laughs> is boring. It's dull. <laughs> it is. If you want to go to sleep on a night, start reading the highway code, you will doze off straight away. So don't try and read the highway code cover to cover. Read it section by section. If you know you've got a lesson coming up where you're going to be working on whatever, pedestrian crossings, well, read that bit of the highway code. Yeah. If you're on a bus and you see uh, a sign that you don't know, or you see whatever it is that you're not sure about, go back and read that bit of the highway code. Mm. You know, tie it into what you're doing, or even just aim to read a page a day. Don't sit down and try and do it cover to cover because you will be bored senseless. Yeah. And using it as you prep for your lessons is one of the things that we talk about a fair bit. Prep and plan for your lessons and the highway code is there to help you do that. But then, of course, people can listen, have a look through your list of five-minute theory. If they want to listen instead of looking at the highway code, then have a listen to the relevant episode of your podcast. Yeah, I, I would agree with that and not just because it's my podcast but i would agree with that you you can download the the actual highway code on audible and you can listen to the highway code um don't it's yeah. it's ridiculously tedious there is no point you won't learn anything whether you use mine or whether there's someone else's you find out there or whatever use that use the thing that's relevant use the thing that works for you and if you're not someone that learns by listening, if you're someone that struggles to engage to an audio, well, don't listen to the podcast. Or you probably won't be listening to this, but don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> find something that works for you, but find something that works for you that actually helps you rather than just because my mate did this and he passed. Well, yeah, your mate probably got lucky. Yeah. Mm, I like that. I like that. Because it's been going some time, hasn't it? You know, there's an extensive, uh, should I say, library of podcasts there now? Yeah. The Five Minute Theory was in February 2021 when that came out. I think there's something like 70 plus episodes on there, which yeah. is pretty good. But almost all of them are five minutes or less. You know, that's that's what it is. There are a couple of bonus episodes on there that are a bit longer. I have got a couple of bonus ones coming up that are, again, I'm calling them Five Minute Theory Extended Episodes where I've got uh, people coming in to specifically talk about how to handle cyclists on the road and how to handle horse and riders on the road. So they're probably going to be 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. 
But yep, that will always stay there at that five minute basis where you can come in and find the podcast search on the podcast. Look for the the one you're looking for, where it's dual carriageways or the reflective studs on motorways. Or I even did an episode. One of my proudest ones was on roundabouts. Like, how can I describe roundabouts in audio format with no visual aid? And I got a lot of good feedback from it. And I, I did well with that one. That one worked. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I definitely recommend anybody who, it doesn't matter whether you've passed your theory test, whether you are looking to pass your driving test, or whether you've been driving for a while. If you've got any nerves or confidence issues, then I definitely recommend having a look. See if there's something in that library of episodes that might just give you that snippet of information explained in a different way that might just give you that light bulb moment and make all the difference to how you feel. So what do you prefer doing? Podcasts or driving lessons? Depends on the student. <laughs> um, and the guest. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Is, that's a really good question, actually, because if I only did a week of podcasting, I would prefer doing driving lessons. If I only do a week of driving lessons, I would prefer doing podcasting. Uh, it's a nice balance. It's a nice breakaway. It's a nice opportunity to step back because when I am working with a student, I'm only working with one person. I can, I'm only helping one person. Mm. I am probably helping them more than I would do on the podcast, but I'm helping one person. Whereas when I'm helping the podcast, I'm helping more people, but in a less impactful way. So I, I, I don't think there is a preference there. I, I genuinely enjoy both. And long-term, I want to get the balance right. I do want to reduce the number of hours I'm doing on lessons and increase the number of podcasting hours to try and get them more equal. But no, I, I thoroughly enjoy both. And it comes across as well. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I've listened to a couple of your other podcasts, not just the two we're talking about today. So it definitely comes across. Great. I, I love my students. I love all my students. Uh, this is is no criticism of anyone else. I won't mention the name, but I worked with a national company back in 2019, and I went and left and went independent. And one of the big things I noticed when they changed immediately was I I got on better with my students when I went independent, because when I was independent, my students were choosing me. When I was with a national school, they were choosing the school and being sent to me. Yeah. So. Because a lot of them were choosing me because of my personality. And, you know, I do a lot of lives on Facebook and obviously the podcast now. So people are getting to know me before they come to a lesson. So I get on with all of my students brilliantly because they're choosing me generally because they, they found me in one way or another. Oh, God knows why, but they found me appealing. And, yeah. and you know, <laughs> and so, it worked as a filter, hasn't it? It's exactly. And so you only really get the inquiries from people who really want to work with them. Exactly. Brilliant. As you know, you're our very first guest. So when you were learning to drive, what did you find the most challenging? Nearly 20 years ago. <laughs> um, I Self-doubt. Self-doubt. I actually found the aspect of driving quite, I don't want to say easy because anyone that goes back and listens to my episode of Driving to Sales knows that I didn't pass first time. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't find it easy, but I didn't find it overtly challenging. But I always doubted myself. Every time. When I went for my test, I assumed I would fail. When I was practicing and I was doing a parallel park, there was always an assumption I would not do the parallel park. Even though then it would always end up right, 
and correct, there was always that doubt there. And that was really hard. And I, and, and the thing that clicked for me was the second instructor I had, I think I failed twice at this point or something like that. And I can't remember now, but he, we did summer and he went, Terry, there's, there's literally nothing else I can teach you. We'd gone around a bend and someone would come around the other way on the wrong side of the road. And I got to my break before he did. And it's like, your reactions are currently quicker than mine. There's nothing else I can teach you. And then it clicked from me and it was like, I can do it. I can. And then I went and passed. But yeah, I think that the biggest thing I struggled with was, was self-doubt. Great. So to anybody out there who's listening, who's struggling with self-doubt, have you got any bits of advice? Is there anything that you would say to them? Yes. Get yourself a book. Get yourself a little notepad. And at the end of every lesson, when you go in, just take five minutes and write down everything that went well about that lesson. Everything, whether it's getting in the correct car or, or the fact that you didn't stall or the fact that you recovered from a stall or the fact that you felt more confident. I don't care whether it's three things or 50 things. Write the date, write the lesson and, and, and write the positives and do that every time. And as soon as you feel that self-doubt start creeping in, go back and read that journal because all of a sudden you start seeing that you've got a lot more positives and negatives. That one stall at the end of the lesson is not a reflection of the lesson. It's a reflection of five seconds. You know, the lesson was actually pretty awesome. You're just focusing on that one thing. Yeah, brilliant. I 100% completely agree with you there. If people could start to do that, that would be amazing because it's all about getting those successes, no matter how small, no matter how tiny, just replaying your successes. You don't have to write them down. And the reason I say that is because I don't anymore, because I didn't for years, because journaling doesn't really work for me. I can't, it doesn't work for my brain. I, I record them. I look at the podcast and I do, you can see why now, but yeah. it's all on notes on my phone. So it might be that you're the type of person that writing down you're going to struggle with. So therefore record them or, or what, find a way that works for you. Just because I'm here saying, write them all down, it, that might not work for you. Use voice notes. If you've got uh, someone that you live with that's kind enough, re uh, recite to them and they might write them down for you. You know, whatever you can do that works for you, that's what you need to do. Yeah. So how can people find you, Terry? The best way to find me is just to go to the website, tcdrive.co.uk. Over there, you can find links for all the social media, so the Facebook, the Twitter, the, the TikTok that I've started doing. You can find the social media for all that. You can find links for my theory test training course, which is over there as well, which is very similar to the five-minute theory, except it's in video format. So there's over 40 training videos that are under five minutes long. That's also on the website. You'll find the links for the 5-Minute Theory podcast and the Driving Test Tales podcast and also all the blogs that I do and stuff over there as well. So the best way, tcdrive.co.uk. Lovely. And we'll make sure that we put that in the show notes as well so that people can just find that and click straight to it. And for anyone who's listening, have a think. Who else would these podcasts be handy for you to listen to? But who do you know that would find 5-Minute Theory or driving test tales useful to listen to as well. So if you know anybody, make sure you tell them about it so that they can go and find it. Thank you very much, Terry. Thanks for having me on. Terry, it was amazing. Brilliant. Thank you. We wanted to jump back in here with our takeaways from this episode. 
Okay, so some of the things I've got from that, and there were quite a few, are that there's extra resources there for learners and people that have passed their test to carry on learning. So not just rely on your own driving instructor. We all have test tales as well. Some good and some not so good. And one of the big ones was to keep going. And failure is it's another form of learning. And also find a reflection tool that works for you. It might well be journaling. It could be mind maps. It could, it could be whatever you decide is relevant to you. And pick something that works. And then think of all your successes that you had rather than concentrating on all the bad things that are happening in your driving and also while you're practicing your theory just make sure that you understand it better this is going to help you for your driving and make sure that you understand what do the signs actually mean great if you've enjoyed this episode then please let us know either through social media or by leaving us a review or a rating. If you know someone else who might enjoy it, then please share it with them. And also, if there's something that you would like us to cover in a future episode, why not message us on our SpeakPipe page? All the links are in the show notes. So, have a great day, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast. If you would like to access any of our free tools, go to confidentdrivers.co.uk forward slash free tools and begin to transform how you feel about driving.